interesting, horrifying, or downright weird things in this big world of ours. Each week, we'll bring you a new true crime story that has little to no coverage in English. Let us do the translations, so you don't have to. I am Petra. I am Laura. And I'm Victoria. Welcome to our podcast, Translation Murder. Uh, so this is the second episode of our podcast, and I think we'll start off with uh, adding a little note to our previous episode. Yes, I just wanted to add a little bit of uh, information because, of course, I had read about it in the multiple articles, of course, that I used for my research, but then I guess I forgot to put it in my notes <laughs> because there was a lot of details. But the person who had primary custody of the daughter was actually John and not the perpetrator. So, I don't know, in the States, at least, it's quite common for the mother or the female in the, like, female in the relationship to have um, custody of the child. So that John had custody kind of sh shares a little bit about what was going on and what the child care services were thinking about the mental state of the perpetrator. Of, yeah. Yeah, so because it's kind of... There is the, like, mother myth you have that you that it tends to be something that the social workers and the court does that they kind of give it to the mother and in this case there was something why they didn't want to give it the mother despite of the mother myth totally existing yeah yeah there had to be i guess some serious reason why why she wasn't given custody yeah and it just sucks that of course that he couldn't get any help or maybe he didn't seek out help or i don't know i'm not trying to victim blame of course with any of this but just it sucks that maybe since he was male he was also put in this position of course i'm like hypothesizing here but um that maybe he was put in this position because he's male he didn't want to seek help like yeah my crazy ex and file you know a police report because you know as men and you're not supposed to show any like fear or whatever and you're definitely not supposed to be scared of your spouse you know like spousal abuse is quite common i mean that happens you know to men too and i think they're less likely to seek out help so it just kind of sucks that it had to end this badly and now you know that the daughter doesn't have her father anymore so yeah kind of wanted to put that in there yeah because it's an important piece of information and yeah sorry i left it out <laughs> but yeah so do we want to go on to this week's episode yeah yeah so uh this week in our second episode i will talk about a case from hungary which is my home country um and uh yeah i, I guess i will mostly bring cases from hungary or maybe from the surrounding countries if i can well cases that have coverage in Hungarian. Um, yeah, so I will tell you about the story of the master of uh, Mortvu. Mortvu is a town. Uh, and uh, I'll give you some more details about it in a second. Um, but just in general about the case. So this is one of the more uh, well-known criminal cases in Hungary uh, that has like overall quite minimal international media coverage. There are a few articles. Uh, there's an English Wikipedia page that's not bad. It, it is quite detailed. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, it does have like, it, it's more detailed than what I expected, actually, but I don't know, maybe not like 100% accurate. And there are also a couple of YouTube videos, uh, one of them uh, are in English, but we will link all of the sources that I used uh, under the, uh, I don't know, in the notes under the episode or description box. Um, yeah, so this, this story gained a bit more recognition after like 2016 when a Hungarian movie about it was released. It's, um, it's a fictional movie based on real life events, so it's not a documentary. Uh, the English title of the movie, if you want to look it up, it's Strangled. The Hungarian title is Omortfügyrém, so the Mortfü monster, uh, and it was directed by Arpad Fopsic. And um, yeah, it's a pretty good movie, so I recommend uh, watching it. And uh, one of the most detailed accounts of this case that I found was in a book by crime journalist Peter Dulai. His book's title is the literal translation. I think it's only released in Hungarian, but the literal translation of the title would be Murder on Top of the Panel Building, Gyilkosság upon Etetején. Is that a spoiler? <laughs> no. Actually, uh, this case has nothing to do with panel buildings, but uh, do you know what a panel building is? Yes, I do, but I don't think many Americans would. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we need to kind of describe it. Yeah, so it's, it's not really an important detail in this specific case, but just so you can yes, you know, imagine it, a panel building would be like, they are like basically very common uh, types of apartment buildings uh, that were built from these like huge concrete blocks or panels uh, and they're really common in post-socialist countries or eastern bloc countries in europe even finland, even finland. that is always very yeah. very uh we are not a socialist country know, kind yeah. of but it is common but i mean it's not a yeah. bad way to build a house right yeah i mean i i think finland was one of the countries that actually did most of that kind mm, of building yeah. and they also still like do importing now. it they're, they're, that's yeah. socialist countries yeah. back uh -huh. in the era right yeah there's still like I've, I've seen like now what is new buildings yeah being... it's super common like yeah i see them and i'm like oh that's yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but i think in hungary the newer yeah. ones are not built this way anymore so you can see a bunch of these like like even now like a lot of these not necessarily great looking sad <laughs> buildings but i mean yeah okay so uh, this, this case doesn't have anything to do with panel buildings, but uh, this book, uh, Peter Dulai's book, has um, 10, stories from, 10 stories from Hungary, like 10 murder cases from Hungary, from the socialist era. And I think one of the stories has something to do with panel buildings, but... Um, you should cover that one next. Yeah, maybe now I, I will. want to know. Yeah. I need to know. I haven't finished the whole book yet. It's I'm it's really be, good. I'm going to be dreaming of panel buildings now. Yeah. Like, what is happening in the panel building? On top of the panel building. Yeah, see, what a good title choice. It really is. Yeah, it really it makes is. me want to read it. Mm. It's only in Hungarian. But maybe I should, should I cover all the stories? Either I need to learn Hungarian or you need to cover all 10. Oh, places. yeah, I don't know yeah. which would happen first. <laughs> which one? Yeah. Wonder. Uh, yeah. Okay, so... Final buildings, not even important here, but uh, the location of these crimes that I'm going to talk about today is actually um, in and around the small town, the rural area where there are no panel buildings at all. Um, so yeah, all of these cases happened in and around the town of Mortfu, and um, it's, a, it's a place in the northern Great Plain region of central eastern Hungary. 
and the closest uh, big city would be uh, Soenok. Mortville only has like 7,000 inhabitants, so it's pretty small. And uh, I think that what it's most famous for even today is the shoe factory, the Tisa shoe factory, which is a, that will be actually a significant detail in the story. The story starts in the late 1950s when the first victim that was officially tied to this case was discovered. So I will say the victim's names in this case because uh, it's a closed case, like we know all the details about it. It's public information. You can find it in the book that I mentioned, but also anywhere. I think it's like anywhere. 70 years ago at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, are there any people that took part I'm, in this are probably not even still alive? I'm guessing, like, or barely, yeah. Children of the victims or whatever, but yeah, so I mean, they could be like 57 and then other things happening in the 60s, like sure, like yeah. some relatives, yeah, relatives, but but even the people who lived there could yeah, be, yeah, yeah. But then once again, like in a rural part of Hungary, and I doubt they're going to be listening to a yeah. podcast in English about I don't know, the second episode, sure, podcast in English but there's, there's also it. always this debate, like what's you know, like the ethics about saying the names or not, like yeah. what's more ethical even, because yeah. like, I also don't like it. And it's actually the case with this story when the story is like really focused on the murderer. murderer or the yeah, perpetrator. I also, I had a bit of difficulty with that too. I was trying to give like the point of view, like, yeah, just as long as we shit talk the perpetrator, I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of shit talking to do about this okay, guy great. and but but this story definitely like is, is unfortunately centered around him uh and we don't know that much about the victims we do know some details so i will tell yeah those okay cool so the first victim uh Margit Segedi, her body was found on july 22nd uh, 1957 and uh she was just finishing up her afternoon shift in the shoe factory in Mortvu, and she was walking home like it was kind of I don't know, in the evening, we don't know the exact time. She was walking home on a dirt road when she was attacked. She was struck on the head with a piece of iron and her clothes were torn off and she was suffocated and her body was thrown into a drainage ditch. Mm -hmm. um, and the next day, other workers of the factory found her and it was pretty clear early on that this was a sexually motivated crime. And of course, the news of this murder, like really, like obviously shocked this small town. 7,000 people also in the surrounding villages are not too many inhabitants. So, so 7,000 people in the 50s or is it even now? I like, think, really small? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think nowadays, I don't remember when I, you know, when, when from which year the, the statistics are from. I think it's similar okay now that it and, was yeah i just have questions automatically right yeah. off the bat but uh yeah i'm just thinking like so she was hit with iron but like a piece of iron like an iron rod or something okay so yeah. was that found next to her body or was it like i think it was but yeah, i don't that, remember I was just exactly thinking if it was a rusty iron or something then like maybe the residue that's how they knew it was iron because okay there's the rust i think it was found and it was something that was like kind of picked up from the area mm -hmm. So like a yeah. random piece of interesting because most murderers, you know, bring their weapons with them. Right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, we can talk about that a lot in this case. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. it looks like in this attack, uh, it was like a random item that the murderer took, and then let's see what happens later. Yeah. And then 
one other thing i was just thinking like so she got off her shift like around in the evening i think it it said it was an afternoon shift so okay because then i was thinking also july there's still quite a lot of light yeah around in hungary during that time because it's like past midsummer. yeah i mean i'm just thinking like if it's an afternoon shift and if it was an eight hour shift those are usually from two to ten so it might have been like kind of late in the evening and it wasn't yeah i guess it was probably dark not many people around yeah 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 yeah. but then you'd think that if everyone's getting off a shift then there would have been people around yeah i think she was like walking away and then when she got into like she was already like not right next to the factory she was like going to like a like the side road or like a dirt road where she Mm -hmm. was walking alone okay yeah 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 so that's that's what that's what happened and uh everyone was shocked so also the police was like really like pressured um to find who did this and um, that's always a good thing in in cases yeah, they yeah. really get re- real results yeah. when they're pressured yeah they really wanted to find who the murderer is asap like nothing like this i think happened in this town before so everyone was freaked out they had to find it so who do you think like wh- what do you think happened who who did they start with or where did they start looking ah you asked the good questions right off the bat okay yeah i'm kind of getting the vibe like sexually motivated like bludgeoning either this person had seen her around in the town um and then knowing like because i just feel like it's so particular so random but yeah i'm just gonna be vaguely knows is what i'm thinking because i'm just thinking like this person would either have to know that she's getting off at a certain amount of time or whatever or just knew that okay i kind of want to kill someone or like maybe i want to stalk someone and then that's why they didn't bring a weapon because if they're like stopped or whatever if they're just kind of like out and about they would have used anything they would have used a rock to kill her Mm -hmm. or bludgeon her or whatever they would have used anything that is present in the the environment right so that doesn't really so i'm thinking that it's some person who had a bit of like sporadicness with their thinking but like someone who was maybe fixated on her and of course like male i don't think a female because strangulation and beating is very physical and as we discussed last time it's kind of a bit more of a physical crime and of course sexually motivated less women are going to be tied with sexual motivated crimes yeah. against women yeah i can tell you that it was a male yeah yeah it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but i'm thinking yeah someone that she may be had some dealings with her like lives in the town i don't think it's a complete stranger mm-hmm. yeah okay <laughs> kind of or what happened yeah so you sort of solved the case already or no but but the, these were all like really valid guesses so of course the police like first started looking into her relationships went to like you know co-workers family members and then they soon figured out that she does have this like friendly relationship with a co-worker like one-sided a little bit like they were friends and um yeah it was was like romantically one-sided he was like not i don't know we don't know if he was obsessed but he what i read is that he was in love with her but they were they had like a good relationship so so they were they were friends he apparently he was married but he proposed to her she's he said that he would leave leave his wife and you know marry her but then yeah and then she um she rejected him so uh, yeah that's what we know so of course like this guy seems like the perfect mm-hmm. uh yeah suspect, my money right? would be on this guy yeah it does this 
a bit like incel type of like, ah, oh, I was rejected. I will murder it could be, you. It could be that. I mean, it sounds logical, right? So they found this guy like pretty quickly. His name is uh, Janos Kiriak. And um, so another John Janos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so they um, they brought him in for questioning and then he gave pretty like contradicting statements. He didn't really have an alibi that was like, that could be verified. And also I later read that I think this guy was, yeah, we don't know where he was, but his wife said that he came home in the morning or like late at night. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it didn't look good for this guy. Like he, yeah, uh, he seemed to be like the, the most likely um, murderer in this case. And uh, the police um, believed that this is exactly what, what happened. What you also mentioned is that he asked the victim on a date or maybe he pro proposed to her again and he was rejected and that, it, you know, he, that enraged him so much that he ended up killing her. So, uh, but there was no physical evidence or like there was like nothing, you know. So when you said sexually, like, assaulted or whatever, so... So her it... clothes were torn off. I don't think okay. there was any like DNA testing at no, that time no, that could yeah. have been done. But so. I'm just thinking like, was there like, I guess also in the 50s, but it's probably a bit uh, not really done like with this kind of, not rape kits per se, but like to see if there was any tearing or some type of like mm -hmm. penetration of some type yeah. or or they did they even find semen maybe yeah, they did yeah and i'm actually not sure if they in, in a way i don't know if, when the person is murdered how important it is like back in the days like you can see that clothes are ripped off that's already a very good indicator yeah, then it's, but then i can also imagine anything. like let's say that you bash someone over the head and then they try to run away and then you grab their clothes or something to try to like depends on how the clothes are mm -hmm. torn or maybe it was like also the well but not really i wanted to say the position but i think she was yeah. thrown into this dish so she was not yeah, in the yeah, same yeah, position yeah, yeah but i'm just thinking like just as a yeah, just thinking like, okay, mm. with what? Like, if she was penetrated, like with with something, then that also. Has I can a tell you that of... no, that was not the case. So, okay. so they okay. definitely didn't find that. That didn't happen, and they didn't find anything like that. I think maybe it was just based on like the, like tearing of the clothes. The fact that that happened, I don't know. But they didn't have any like physical evidence. They didn't have really any like you know like mm. hardcore. Yeah, it's all circumstantial. To... At this point. Yeah, it was all circumstantial and. Um, so yeah, so this guy had, I don't know, he was confused, whatever, he gave like really, you know, the, the statements were all, all over the place. And um, it's likely that the police pretty much like pressured him into uh, confessing to the murder. They wrote um, like a, wrote out a confession for him and then he ended up signing it. Um, and then, say this is way too easy. Like, it, it was, yeah. This is yeah. like way too fucking easy. It's like, yeah. but I mean, kind of makes sense it makes they... sense like on this kind of with all the all the cases we've read about and stuff like this guy definitely makes the most sense but yeah. then i'm just thinking okay how is his intelligence level they probably didn't check like how impressionable or how intelligent is this guy yeah is no, he cognitively inclined if not then he's more impressionable yeah and yeah it's... well i think they didn't care it was like we need to solve this we need to find like someone to blame everyone is freaked out downhill yeah from there. yeah <laughs> yeah so pretty soon after this he was sentenced to death but only based on the circumstantial evidence and uh, the court's confession um 
the good news is that uh, after a while, I don't know at what one point, at what point exactly, but when he was already in prison, and later on the Supreme Court reconsidered the decision and she changed his death sentence to life imprisonment. So he was still in prison, but he, hmm. yeah, he was alive. Is there any possibility of parole or just life imprisonment for? all years until he dies or... i'm not sure how it was back then but that's yeah. probably something i should have looked into maybe no i, I mean we didn't do it like yeah a, no a, but that's it that's after actually... after note for next episode yeah, so yeah. people listen along for the third episode. someone remind us <laughs> yeah. someone remind me that i said and I we might also this. want to know that this was in the 50s there's no death penalty in hungary anymore no, no not anymore no, not yeah, anymore because it's not allowed in any eu countries yeah yeah no. not anymore but back then there there was until the early 90s, maybe. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. I, I will also check that for next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So nothing happens after this for the next, like, five years. So seems like, you know, we found the guy. He's I in mean, prison. is he still proclaiming that I'm innocent? Is he, like, I mean, at this point, it's kind of like, uh, if I... I, I think he, he tried, um, but then, yeah. And there's probably no automatic appeal system either because it's, well, I mean, death penalty in the States, there's like appeal that they automatically kind of appeal for the death penalty. But since there was no death penalty anymore, yeah. it's kind of like, okay, I can just sit here. I didn't do it. But I yeah, he seemed like he wasn't really a, a guy who could like stand up for himself very well. Which also brings the point of the cops then, like what assholes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, at this point, everyone except for <laughs> this guy who was in prison was, uh, you know, happy. Like we found the guy. Like nothing happens in the next like five years. No, no similar cases. And then uh, suddenly, in another case in '62, uh, uh, on the fifth of March, another young woman was found pretty much in the same way, strangled, but. Uh, you know, this was not immediately tied into the first case. Like, there were a lot of similarities, but it was not, you know, like, very straightforward. And, of course, no one even thought that, you know, the, the guys in prison who did the first one, so it could not really be related. But then, over the course of the next five years after that, there are four more attacks, and two Jesus. of them end with murder. So is it like, okay, so we had the first one in July 22nd of 1957. Yes. And then we have the second one in 62, 62, did March 5th, March 5th. Okay. Yeah. And then there are four more. I didn't, I will tell you about every case, uh, yeah. in more detail in a few minutes, but yeah, I was just uh, thinking if there was some type of like, uh, I don't know, like if it was all during the summertime where everyone's like, <laughs> I don't know, just if I there was check. some type of, uh, well, we can speculate after this. Yeah, when, yeah, I get, yeah. when I get I'm, there, I'm we see the speculation hours when we see the hours of speculation. Day. Uh, but the last one was in 67, so basically like almost 10 years after the first one. Um, yeah, so none of the cases were really like tied together officially at first. They were, all of them were investigated, some of them were deemed to be suicide maybe, or like, I don't know. But after a while it became suspicious that, you know, they're just too similar, like they, there has to be some sort of a connection, so that ended up helping with solving the case in the end. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wanted to say something else here, but I'll just go to the next part. 
I don't want to like keep uh, putting in, but yeah. I'm just like, I Put have in. so many questions. Yeah, ask me the questions while I try to figure out what I wanted to say. Uh, yeah, so I was just thinking, so the second one, was she also bludgeoned with some random object that is most likely found from nature, or was she only strangled? So in the second one, she was strangled, but I will tell you all the details. And I'm also I'm curious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just curious about what. Maybe I'm just not going to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You okay, can do that ask. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can totally do that. I'm like, I'll tell you later. Y yeah. Okay. Bitch, just wait. <laughs> um, but were they strangled with like, I don't know, their stockings or uh, their arms or cord or. Yeah. I think just by hand. Like, I don't oh, think there were any items. Interesting. I might be wrong. I didn't actually find any details about. You know, any yeah. items being used or I mean, like that sounds like stockings. super, super personal then to like really take your hands on someone's throat and like just yeah. squeeze and break their like yeah. thyroid yeah. bone. And... It, okay, yeah, it does, okay. it does. <laughs> but there are a lot of like fun details like that it also in like the the rest of the cases that I will tell you. But mm. uh, yeah, so none of them were officially like tied together at first, and like of course, like some time has passed in between them, so it was not necessarily like really straightforward at first and also like these cases were just very unusual in a in that era and in a rural like region like that so eventually the connection was made and uh, between these attacks based on the same like many similarities same mo basically in all of them uh, and after about like one and a half months uh, have passed after the last murder they another arrest was made and i'm not gonna keep uh, keep it a secret who was the real perpetrator because that will be like very important later on so they finally arrested the real perpetrator whose name is peter kovac um and uh the arrest was made based on like some physical evidence that they end up finding in the last case and uh so that's how that's how they end up arresting him and then he basically confesses to all uh four murders and two attacks like all of them that we talk about today there might be more that he didn't confess to there are some um theories that there are more uh maybe i will talk about those another time not today yeah. Yeah. but yeah so he ended up confessing and uh seems like we have a serial killer mm -hmm. and uh yeah so serial killers i looked into it are not too common in Hungary or there are not too many of them that we know of at least that's I mean that they're just really like adept serial killers in Hungary could then. be could be yeah uh, I don't have any precise numbers I checked the like the the check it on Wikipedia there's like 22 articles listed under Hungarian serial killers on Wikipedia I don't know if that's accurate because mm -hmm. I think the definition like varies a little bit what is considered a serial killer I feel like some of these on Wikipedia alone might be mass murderers and not mm -hmm. serial killers I will also have to look into that but there are not too many mm -hmm. um, but there are, there are a lot of them in the US, right? But I mean, a lot more people live there. <laughs> should, yeah. So, but it, also like the population is a lot yeah. bigger. Yeah, I mean, we should look at the person yeah, yeah, rather yeah. than yeah. the real numbers yeah. because there's so much more people. Sure, sure. But I was wondering, like, what about Finland? Do you know if there are like many? I don't think like even percentages that serial killing is a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. there's like the what is it like the kuristaya and then the yeah. uh, or the strangler mm. yeah. Um, yeah another strangler yeah another Fun. strangler uh then there was the guy who 
I don't know. Are you going to cover these or? <laughs> I'm just, I don't want to like give. Uh, and then I was the other guy who brought his friends out fishing, but only he would come back a few times. Um... Wasn't that? Oh. <laughs> was that the Saria Yes, yes, the Saria Yes. So we have a striker yes. and a drowner. Yeah. Wasn't there a Swedish guy that had a similar. And then there was also the axe guy. <laughs> what? Wasn't there? Didn't he murder his friends on the ice with axe? That was like also multiple. Didn't he like kill his friend on the ice and then he went to prison and he got out and then he murdered someone immediately? Another friend? I don't remember, but Another yeah. Great friend. Or I could just be speaking bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah the answer is that not too many. I mean, it's like... not a common like kind of type of criminal, anyways, no. maybe. And I doubt there's any female serial killers. I don't oh, know any. Or is there? I, don't, oh, I think yeah. there are. There might Maybe be. Maybe even better than the males. I don't know. Uh, covering their tracks. I don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. in the States, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah there's there plenty. Yeah. There's enough to write 20 years of podcasts. Or yeah, yeah. Well, there are yeah, so yeah, many. Stay out of the USA. Yeah, we're, we're not going <laughs> there. Only like on some, maybe like April something like April Fool's Day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe do that. But I mean, I'm sure there are many cases also from the US that, that are not well known. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. can dig up something like that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so this guy, it's pretty clear at this point that he's a ser serial killer, but um, yeah. Who is yeah. he? What happened, Peter? Yeah. Uh, Do we yes. call him Petty or just Peter? So yeah. Well, in <laughs> this case, <laughs> well, yeah. So Petty would be like kind of a endearing or like a you know, oh, like, no. a, like a friendly <laughs> like when when someone is your friend, then you would like use like a nickname like I that. I would definitely not use Petty then. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. No. No. No, so Peter, and uh, I, I don't know, I might actually use his uh, last name. It's, mm. it's Kovács, and Kovács means smith. It's a mm. very, like, common family name in Hungary. Is it C or K O V A C C? C S. C S. But almost, almost, yeah, yeah. right. It sounds really, like, fabulous. Yeah, because in mm. the States, I think we would say, like, Kovacs or something. Oh, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... As I said earlier, this is like one of those typical cases where there's relatively little info about the victims and most articles and like every like book or everything that you can see focuses on the guy, the perpetrator. And uh, yeah, it's, it's still, of course, interesting to know like how he ended up being this way or like how his life was. And um, I think one of the other reasons why we know quite a lot about him is that because, yeah, it's just such a rare type of criminal in that era and in that region especially in like a rural like small town uh that of course there was a significant interest towards his like life motivation like psyche in general so when he was already in prison there were like some psychologists like made interviews with him and well it seemed like he was quite happy to talk about his life or maybe not happy but he was willing to talk about his life so what do we know about him and his life? So he was born on January 11th, uh, 1934 uh, in Solanok. So that's a little bit bigger like city close by. And he lived his whole life in that region, like around Solanok, Martvu. Uh, and yeah, so he never really like moved anywhere else from there. So he was born in 34. Yeah. So, but like early 20s, yeah. 
Uh, and of course, this also means that he was a young child during the Second World War, which like, oh, I mean, it no. doesn't really help, but like a lot of people were, not everyone is a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he lived with his family in Tisafuadvar, that's another like kind of small town, like Martvu, also pretty close, uh, like within this region. Uh, his uh, family, like it was a farmer family, they had a lot of financial struggles um, during the war, after the war as well. Uh, that was also pretty typical in um, the region at the time, probably still is today. And um, we know that his father died in the Second World War and his grandfather also uh, died. He committed suicide in the same year. Um, and Kovac says that his father was a really like a violent man, uh, especially when he was drinking, which was probably often. That's uh, probably pretty common around yeah. the era too, yeah. especially in Russia. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also he witnessed a lot of like other horrific stuff during the war. I think there was an execution that he saw and things like that. Still doesn't explain why he became a serial killer, but you know. Still, still there is like something. He, he didn't have a happy childhood, no, let's say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also there's another like maybe even more significant um, trauma in his life that happened when he was 14 years old. He talks about this and then he actually like pinpoints this as one of the the reasons why things shifted uh, in him. So when he was 14 years old, he was sexually abused by a man who was like a sort of like a camp teacher in his uh, young pioneer camp. So the pioneer movement, it's a, do you know what it is? Something in the socialist yeah, countries. So it was like a communist, like youth movement uh, where like every child had to be like the, a part of it. So it was just a thing you had to do. Uh, yeah, so there was this like camp or I don't know, like a school thing. And kind of like equivalent of like the socialist equivalent of uh, Boy Scouts or something. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think so. Pretty much something like that. Yeah. So yeah, he was sexually abused. And there's also a lot of interesting info about this guy, this uh, pedophile, a guy who abused um, him, like some other cases that he did. And like that it was basically his thing to go around schools and abuse children but uh yeah i'm not gonna go into that maybe if i find more info about him i can also bring that story at some because point because he needs to be publicly roasted i think mm, yeah. yeah yeah so but what we know or what kovac told in in these interviews is that um during the abuse this teacher he told him how to masturbate and he also told him that when he's doing it he should think about naked women Right, so associating sex with like some type of dominance thing as yeah. well because of yeah, okay, shit. I, I mean, like if you just randomly take it out of context, like okay, when you masturbate, you think of naked women. It doesn't really sound that strange. I guess that is the case for Mary, many straight sure. male. Yeah. But I mean, if it's something you are told when you're sexually abused yeah, it kind of changes the, yeah. everything yeah, and also like the power dynamic yeah. it's a teacher yeah or, yeah exactly you know, and somebody you look figure. up to and you like they'll not believe you if you tell them yeah and like that's cool yeah yeah because i mean usually when they say yeah i this is the first time that i associated sex with like you know murder or something or like mm. uh violence and sex or whatever but it's just even interesting that yeah he would want to sexually abuse women why not sexually abuse men or 
murder men mm, who are kind yeah. of more along this like archetype of this guy that's the thing that i'm kind of more questioning i mean like, like he, he was a, apparently a straight guy so um... yeah but then could he only get off like if he sexually assaulted women apparently. or okay yeah. yeah only okay or like causing uh, them harm or so he was a sadist or yeah um somehow i also see the kind of this pedophile guy who's sexually abusing mm -hmm. boys mm -hmm. that he has maybe this concept of like it's being really sinful or something i don't know if the religion uh, is here the point but anyway like that he probably knows that this is not something that's accepted so he kind of mm -hmm. Tell us what is accepted, that you should think naked women. Yeah. That is what society expects you to do. Yeah. That is what I am not doing. Yeah. But you should and do I'm this. not masturbating like, you. I'm not doing stuff to you, but you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. So or who knows what, what else yeah, to do. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 we don't want to maybe know the details yeah, of that, still, really. But yeah. Kind of like these, yeah. Or I don't know, maybe uh, he was like explaining it to him in a way that I, this is not abuse. This is like, I'm teaching, teaching them. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that is very like, yeah. in a way, common thing that happens in. Yeah, mm. and I think it's like kind of this grooming technique. And then also I think this is quite common with like female groomers also mm. like this other podcast that I, you and I have listened to, at least this small town dicks. Mm. Like, uh, yeah sexual abuse cases and stuff that yeah a lot of women are like kind of teaching the boys or whatever and then they kind of like use that as an excuse or whatever but this is quite interesting that it's a a male in this case yeah. that's yeah but shitty no one should ever be sexually abused and, yeah i mean it's fucked up but not everybody becomes a serial killer like yeah saying. yeah yeah sure but uh what he says in the interviews what kovac says is that um uh, this experience was what kind of triggered his unhealthy relationship with women and he sort of developed this feeling of inferiority towards women mm. and also like a voyeuristic behavior so he was like spying on women mm. imagining them naked things like that so he did that at a young okay. age and as we know peeping toms like back in the day of like oh that's just a funny thing it's mm. like animal house you can you can watch yeah. women get naked and stuff and it's yeah. funny in the movies but no it's actually like a a marker for it something is. more sinister to come later so. and there's also another marker uh, like a gigantic red flag if you think about people who end up being like serial killers apparently and he also talks about this himself he uh in his teenage years or in his like childhood he also tortured and killed I was, cats i was about to say fuck please don't bring torture of animals into yeah. this because i was about to say fuck yeah and, cats. okay yeah. Right. yeah and he says also that he felt sexual excitement while he was watching them suffer mm. so he did it like several times torturing animals so pretty much like textbook case you, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay so what happens later so so we know these things about his like childhood and like teenage years and then he does his like compulsory military service and when he comes back from there he starts working as a driver in uh, 1956 so one mm -hmm. year or the previous year from the first murder that we know of um so of course this job gave him a lot of like mobility and a good knowledge of the area so that was to his advantage the this whole time uh, and then soon after he started working there in uh, 1957 was when he killed his first victim um and uh so we so we have the story like from his perspective he tells 
you know, in the interviews, what happened um, the night of the murder. So basically, he says that he went to cinema to watch a movie, and he, he was apparently, like, a huge, like, cinema fan. He also read a lot of, like, I don't know, crime-related books and watched a lot of movies. And uh, so he saw his Argentinian film. The title of the film is, sorry for the pronunciation, it's something like Abuso de Confianza, Breach of Trust. Um, and uh, so he says that there's a, like a pretty like graphic scene in this movie, um, at least for the time. I'm sure it was pretty graphic. I don't know about how, how we would see it today, uh, where there's some like physical violence towards a woman. I think it might have been rape, actually. Um, and then he saw this scene and it just like immediately triggered like this urge in him that he he has to do the same. So he left the cinema immediately and the cinema was pretty close to the shoe factory. So he went out there and he was, you know, just watching as the workers were leaving and he finally chose uh, Margit Segedi as his first victim. I think it was just, you know, the woman walking alone, like the easiest target. So it was a random, uh, random target. And he didn't even know her. So we actually know that he didn't even know her name or anything. He only learned like who she was the next day when, when he, uh, when the, the name was public in the news. That's when he found out. I guess out. that also goes along with the fact that he picked up the weapon. Yeah, exactly. He... Yeah, he just, he just, uh, you know, picked up whatever he found. So apparently he followed her on his bike. Uh, for a while on this dirt road and then he just kind of circled around her and like I don't know maybe I think on the way he already picked up this iron uh, piece and then he circled around her and then hit her and uh, ripped off her clothes he also says that he uh, I think after he was already strangled he masturbated and then he disposed of her body so there was no penetration and there was I think maybe in none of the cases so this was 60, wait, when was this first one? Was it 67? 57, sorry. So what's the gap here? So what's the gap? Uh, so it was five years, no, yes, five years after this. Yeah, sorry. So this was the first case in 57. Then, um, you know, I don't know what he was thinking because then they immediately arrested a totally different guy who went to prison. Yeah, exactly. So as long as he doesn't watch the movie again or... So what was the next kind of movie? Yeah, kind of movies. Yeah. Maybe. So what's the next one <laughs> well, from a cinema there will too? Be, there will be some some more like movie and TV related things here, but uh, was but this it's... like I wonder like some type of you know how they like it was the movies that made me do it. It's the video games that made me do it. It's the pornography, like Bundy said. It yeah, it was all the pornography that I would look at and stuff that made me a serial killer. Like... I but I don't know like why did he bring this up because he does bring it up in. The interviews like over and over again that he watched this like tv series movie whatever and i just always feel like it's kind of this excuse it, it they... definitely is yeah. like i mean um also in some of the um, like movies that he was watching it was not the like it was not promoted that you should you know commit violence against a, a woman woman he took it out of context it was just like the visuals or something that he kind of triggered him so it wasn't like oh this movie told me to abuse someone Okay, so five years. In five years, on uh, the 5th of March, 1962, he he's still working as a driver um, in the same area. And then, well, it's a little bit cinema-related, so it's not true what I said that this one isn't. So he says that he was on his way 
to uh, the cinema in Mortfu. He lived in this neighboring town, Tisa uh, Földvár. And he was on his way to uh, the cinema in Mortfu on his motorcycle. And uh, on the way, he met, um, he ran into this like woman that he already knew, like another uh, factory worker, uh, Ilona Sipor. They, yeah, so they knew each other, and apparently she asked him to give her a ride to Mortfu because he was going the same way, so it made sense. Um, and yeah, so this part of the story, I'll tell you what I found, and then I don't know what actually happened. But he says that they consensually uh, decided to take a detour on the way and go to a field and have sex there. I mean... Bullshit. Maybe, like, I don't, maybe, well, we don't know. Like, she didn't have any, you know, she couldn't tell about it. Because honestly, let's just, mm -hmm. what probably happened is like, oh, yeah, I want to have sex with this chick. Then he, like, she gets, he gets rebuffed by her and be like, no, I don't want to have sex with you. Or maybe it is consensual. And then he fucking can't get it up because he's only used to, like, masturbating. So that's what he says happened. But I mean, I don't know if it was consensual in the first place. Yeah, it could, it could have be. been. But, but I'm then just, I'm just, just thinking him getting angry because he can't get it up and then yeah. feeling ashamed. And then it brings this whole dynamic. Oh, yeah. now I feel inferior to women. Mm -hmm. And then now I need to murder her. Yeah. That's like yeah. my psychology. So like, he, yeah. he does say that this is what happened. I don't know. Just like it's kind of hard to imagine that you're like, I don't know, you're asking someone to take you somewhere, like, give me a ride. And then, I don't know, you're sitting on the motorcycle and suddenly like, ooh, let's just, I don't know, why yeah, not? It's not really like a sexy thing. Like, okay, it's kind of like you're, you can be, you're kind of close to their back and like, oh, they have a yeah. nice smell or something. But then it's like, but you're yeah. not talking really. Like, no. hey, by the way, like, hey, why don't can we... you pull over in yeah. the field? And like, <laughs> like, let's go have sex. But it's just like, interesting that I just read it this way everywhere but then suddenly it just doesn't add up in no. my head like how did that, no, no. this actually happen but here we maybe don't have enough information of like you said that they, they knew, knew each, each other, other. Yeah. so we don't really it know like how been. well they knew maybe there has been some previous like maybe they have had some kind of like like flirting going or on so maybe they just decided to have small break oh beautiful oh, by the way maybe yeah mm -hmm. yeah and well then, yeah. yeah or he's a fucktard and he should like burn in hell because mm. yeah i'm just imagining it like he just kept, couldn't get it up and he was ashamed and... so that's exactly but, what but i'm still happened. interested like this like what the woman was driving because he got the or, no he was driving he was, was driving. driving okay so he has the total control so it might be that she had nothing to say. She's just like, oh, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, Why exactly. are we taking this route? Yeah. You wouldn't just and... be like, hey, can we pull over on this field? Like, you're not. And he like... will do this later on too, like kind of taking a detour. Yeah, that's just also. no. I don't know. I claim bullshit. Maybe it was just his dream. That yeah. But yeah. okay, can I ask one more thing? Yeah. Have you seen a picture of this guy? Oh yeah, and I do have pictures, and I was wondering, like, how do I show them to you? Because like, it would be good to show them to you. Like, should, you can, can I always, put it on this? Uh, I think you can like add upload a file like there's this plus sign is there well anyway well what? you can like look at them but would you on a scale of one to ten would how how attractive would you rate this guy back in his 20s two, two. like not too high i don't know oh, like, okay fuck. it's not like i'm not saying that they're, they're... i will show you a picture 
Because I mean, let, his personality doesn't sound like a winner, which I'm like, it doesn't. I'm, and we'll I'm, know even more about him. It, yeah. This might be like this might end up being a long, long episode. Yeah, I think sorry. so. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. No, that's okay. That's okay. Where was I before we started cutting this part off? I don't know, but uh, that okay. He's he has the bike and he pulls over on the field, mm -hmm. and we cannot know. Like, yeah. was it just he doing it? randomly yeah. or was there any cons yeah anyway and i was so what happens then? yeah and i was just about to say mm -hmm. that uh yeah so i think that how attractive was this guy and i'm not saying like either like, can you see him now like yeah did you see the photos i think i mean just like an average looking guy yeah, yeah no <clears throat> but then Sure. I know that's what I was about to say because we know that his personality probably isn't a winner, so his looks aren't a winner. So I'm just like, what is the winner of this guy? Like, he doesn't have like I don't know beer flavored cock or something like that. That it, like everyone's just falling <laughs> over themselves to like uh, date this guy. I and, don't think so. Yeah, and I mean, he probably didn't like have it. like a long history of dating women as well. I'm just like thinking for his past experiences and stuff, and then like this woman that he kind of knows a bit more yeah and up like, until this point i think he didn't never had a relationship actually yeah so i'm just thinking like it just seems like it wouldn't be that way that he would have enough initiative to hey let's yeah. go to this field and like i'll put the moves on you baby you know like, yeah i think like maybe uh for the people who like knew him and like his daily life he seemed like a like shy mm -hmm. um yeah. person like not a like a womanizer or like yeah. a like, very confident guy yeah but yeah, so so he says that uh, what happens is that they go to this field and then they, the plan is that they will have sex, but he can't get it up. Like he's not able to perform. So, but but he gets aroused by the sight of her naked body, and so it's like another another thing that kind of yeah, he's just like triggered by this, and he just like ends up like ripping off her clothes and strangling her. And after she's dead, what does he do? He masturbates and then he throws her body into the river nearby. Mm -hmm. Does he masturbate on them? I don't know. I'm just thinking that's like one more degradation that he can kind of pile upon mm. them. Of like yeah, that's a good question. And then I like... didn't find this info anywhere. But I mean, I <clears throat> would make sense. I guess. Yeah. yeah. If I had to guess, I would say probably. But this just makes so little sense because I mean, I think it's pretty normal thing that a straight man gets aroused by a naked woman. And that doesn't need to, that doesn't usually involve any violence. It's like you get your clothes off and a man can get aroused. Like, it's very, like, the logic of his story is so random. Like, I didn't get aroused, so I ripped her clothes off. Like, you, that sounds like there was no consent. Like, if they had decided to have sex, probably she would get her clothes off and then he would see the naked body and be True. happy. I think maybe, I don't know, because, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't, like, exactly add up, but I think maybe he's, she started undressing and then, like... I have, like, maybe another even, maybe even another point that to bring up, too. Like, maybe even that, since he's not versed in relationships or whatever maybe hasn't had sex that often or at all i don't at know all. yeah at all at all he has no idea no like... idea and then now this is bringing back 
the experience that he had with this camp counselor. Mm -hmm. I think this so is the only context that he... Yeah, so he's kind of ashamed no. even. Because now when he's older, he can kind of look back and be like, shit, that was like a mm -hmm. gross thing. This was like a thing I should be ashamed of. And now he's kind of like doesn't know how to react around his erection or whatever or his like getting excited so it's kind of putting himself back into that situation of yeah like like, like this was just wired wrong in yeah, his yeah, brain. yeah 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 and that happens like i think a lot of people once you have this kind of like violence associated with sex it's really difficult to kind of separate those things and i think yeah. now you have like grossness and being ashamed and usually what people do when they're ashamed or they're scared they lash out or get angry or do something like you know so i think it kind of does fit mm. but i just don't think that it's as simple like you say yeah. it's not as simple as like yeah it's an abnormal it's reaction. an abnormal reaction yeah. for sure but i think it could be from this point of view but it's just like there also is something kind of missing like there's just some i feel like there must have been at least something else also like picture the naked women tied up or something like i feel like there has to be something a bit more mm. like violent like this teacher said something. teacher said something a bit i don't know or maybe just the fact that he was also like abused at the same time yeah. and then he got this like advice sort of like yeah they're just those things kind yeah. of got yeah. attached but i mind. was i was just trying to point out that his story is totally illogical it, it is mm. yeah. yeah it yeah. is illogical Definitely. yeah and it doesn't support the idea that it there would have been yeah. consent yeah. i mean i don't know it also sounds like yeah he he was like ashamed maybe or i don't know like that it that he you know wanted to have or tried to have like a normal yeah. uh sort of relationship or just a normal like interaction and then it was just impossible for him like he couldn't make it work mm -hmm. under the normal circumstances yeah. or what he thought would be the normal yeah. circumstances yeah. Okay, but interesting turn of events. After this, in the same year, he gets to know another woman. Her so, just this woman was murdered. This right? woman was murdered, yeah. Okay. She was strangled. Yeah. And then her body ended up being in the river. She was found later. Uh, and yeah, this case was not tied into the or connected to the first case, like five years before that. Um, not immediately, at least. But yeah, in the same year, he got to know another woman um, called uh, Juliana Pop. I think she was maybe a little bit older than him, but I don't know exactly. Um, she was already, I'm not sure if she was divorced, but she already had like a teenage son. Um, so they started a relationship, this woman and Kovac, and they actually got married pretty quickly. Before after. having sex, maybe. Sorry. Yes. Okay. What, really? <laughs> it's true, yes. Oh, I'm yeah. good at this. Yeah. Do you know this story? <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't even know anything. Uh, just a question here. What's the religion in Hungary? Like Christianity. Christianity. It's Catholic? Uh, yes, but not just Catholic, also, uh, what is the other one? Lutheran Protestant. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about, like, how common it is to get married. I mean... Yeah, to get married before having sex. I guess in the 60s, it's not such a strange idea. Yeah. I mean, I, especially if she's a, like, I a have no relationship. She's already kind of like, quote unquote, I'm not, this is my, this is not my mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> personal pref or like personal like viewpoint about yeah. this, but like, yeah. she's damaged goods, you know, to mm. society. So it's not like 
but still like uh, it can be that there is the value that society mm. thinking that having, having sex. sex outside marriage is not a good idea mm. i don't know but also in this era like you know like socialism communism like religion mm. is not really not a, a big thing, thing. Yeah. yeah so i don't know if they were like religious at all probably yeah. not i don't think that was a big factor in this but i was just thinking with his psychology i was like he probably wanted to get married because he probably wasn't comfortable with having sex so like yeah. oh no now i like she was probably wanting it and he probably couldn't provide it and then oh fuck but uh, i'll just get married and then and then she's stuck with me kind of and then, yeah, we'll have yeah. to, and then we'll have to make it work kind of and i think i don't know maybe it seemed like the, an easier like option for him because like i don't know like you said she already had the son maybe she was not the most like popular mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. like you know and older yeah. maybe like he's thinking like maybe not yeah. so sexually active. i think she was older i might be wrong but i think she was like yeah. not older Old, but but definitely not older. wanting another kid immediately because she already had one. But they like, did have another kid. They end up having a daughter together. Okay. So that's interesting too. Mm -hmm. But according to his wife, uh, he lost his virginity after they got married, like one and a half months after their marriage. But he was like pretty much unsuccessful, like in general, like sexually after that. He never initiated sex. That's what his wife says. Uh, only if she wanted it then sometimes you know he tried but then he was a lot of times like pretty unsuccessful and then she he ended up like crying and you know just being like overall like ashamed yep. about himself so he couldn't really Sounds you know usual, yeah. yeah yeah i mean so, not usual for guys but just usual for how i would imagine his sex life to be yeah yeah not that i want to have so nothing like him. really su surprising no. in this case so far also yeah later either uh, so this was in 62, and um, then the next attack that we know of happens in 63, so already in the next year, in uh, November, November 13th, um, when he ends up attacking a woman in another, like, close-by village. Uh, the name of the village is Homok. It means sand. It's, um, so not in, it's not in Martfu. It happens in this, like other village that that is close to where he lives in this upper but yeah so um what happens now he also like kind of gives us the details about this night so he's at home i think with his like stepson and he's watching tv he's watching a stage play of dostoevsky's uh, crime and punishment and uh there's a scene where uh raskolnikov kills the elderly pawnbroker woman and he says that as he was watching this scene kind of what he says it is it uh lit a flame in him so it kind of like triggered his like i don't know if he meant this in like a sexual way but it just kind, just of, kind of just another like, i remember the feeling maybe of yeah. the last one or, or like I don't woke know, up just, the, yeah, the beast violence, the sleeping yeah. giant that resides within me yeah the yeah. flame was okay yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, at least when I was reading it in the in the book, it didn't sound like uh, like he he meant this in a sexual way. More like really, just like it woke up the monster in him or something like that. That as he was watching this scene, um, and at the same time he was in the progress of building their family house, so there was some like construction there. And so he's at home at this point. He sees this scene in the movie, and then he ends up like picking up a hammer from the construction site. And uh, so he already, you know, chooses a weapon before, like a little bit more planned than the previous one. And then he goes to the tra train station in Homok, this small town that I mentioned, 
and he's just like waiting there uh, for the train to arrive to choose a victim um so yeah also a lot of workers from the same shoe factory are coming home after their shift with this train so i think he knows you know the train schedule and stuff and then he goes there and just waits and uh, he ends up i don't know how exactly he ends up targeting another uh woman a 33 year old woman so i also noticed that like the the age range of these mm -hmm. women is like not you know it's not focused on a certain age group kind it of... seems even that he's kind of picking people of his okay. own age yeah. that he picks mm. yeah like when he was young he picked up a young girl and now when he's older he picks someone yeah there will be an exception but, but yes is there any like physical characteristics between these victims that like is a bit similar besides age or like female i didn't maybe... find any details about that i don't know I feel like he's just a woman who's walking and who's alone pretty that he and easy that attractive, to target. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And just sort of easy to target because she's alone. She's mm. already, I don't know, in the dark, no yeah. company. Yeah, so her name is uh, Istvanne Sabo. And the thing is that I would love to tell you her, yeah, I would love to tell you her first name, but we don't know her first name because it used to be very common in Hungary and it's still like somewhat common now that woman like after getting like a woman after getting married she takes her husband's name and only like this like suffix that basically the meaning of it is that she's the wife the man gets thinking, like, added to the name like, that's a yeah. man's name yeah <laughs> so and we also use the names in the like a the reverse order compared to english so it would be sabu istvan me that's her name, but we, I don't know what her first name so is. her husband's name is Istvan. Yeah, we know that much. So the, I think the most common, like, way how, how this was done uh, in the past in Hungary was that they don't even keep, like, the, their maiden name is not even officially part of their married name anymore. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they will use their first names with their friends and whatever. Officially, how you put it on, like, official documents and whatever in your passport is just... Or like, in the mail or whatever, it would be, like, Mrs. Yeah. Sabor uh, Istvan. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's the case. And actually, both of my grandmothers had names like this. Yeah. Uh, of course, we still know their first names, and everyone uses their first <laughs> names, yeah. too, but it's not part of their official name. This is also not a very important uh, detail here, maybe, but... It's uh, interesting linguistically and sociolinguistically. Yeah. Yes. yeah uh and nowadays it's more common to to take the husband's name but also keep your own name so it mm -hmm. just becomes it's like longer or like use like a hyphenated version or something like that but i think this is still it's not like fashionable anymore but mm -hmm. it's still like sometimes done because that's the patriarchy yeah yeah exactly so yeah she was a target and um he was disturbed or like something happened we don't know what happened but uh, he starts like going through the same process. So he hits the woman with a hammer. He uh, tears off her clothes. And then for some reason, he can't, you know, finish the attack as he would normally do. Uh, so she, she survives and uh, she wakes up the, I think, next day or like a little bit later. Um, and or maybe like, you know, some other people found her, but she survives and she can't remember at all who the attacker was, but she ends up surviving this. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, also interesting thing that now he takes his hammer. So he's not, you know, 
But uh, I mean, like he takes a uh, weapon with him yeah, from home. Free like planning, so it would be yeah. yeah, like a little bit more at least. Yeah. It's not like he's been. I mean, I'm sure he was like fantasizing about. And I mean, like he's this. technically pre-planning it too, because now he's used the factory as like the the pool to mm. capture his victim from. Yeah, of course, fishing, a lot of people work there, They're trolling yeah. for his victim from the factory. Yeah. Now he's bringing the weapon, so like, yeah. Now he's probably fantasizing a bit more about like, okay, now I'm going to bash this woman over mm -hmm. the head and yeah like yeah, yeah. but i mean also the the hammer was something that was close by because there was the construction and everything so it wasn't it didn't have to be like planned that much but yeah. still he already went there with the intention of like murdering someone okay so we are now in 63 right and then the next attack and also not a murder but the next attack happens like about half a year later so pretty soon after this in um on march 21st uh, 1964 um when he ends up attacking uh, a lone passerby a 42 year old woman Josef Neshinka again like mm -hmm. we don't know yeah. her first name uh who was walking on the street and actually was the same street where he lived so Ooh. he attacked someone in the same street what an asshole and i think it was again with a hammer yeah if I remember and correctly. i'm uh but she probably still can't tell who it was no but she managed to escape somehow wow. uh i think yeah i don't know if she was hit when he tried to attack her um and then wow. she yeah and then they're living on the same street after yeah that. and he was still not found after this it's insane so i think at this point like maybe i'd be so freaked out if i was her after finding this out like yeah he lived like a hundred meters or like a couple hundred feet mm -hmm. or something from you like yeah are you and no one saw him and no one and i don't know if she reported this right away maybe yes because i wonder if the, like it started adding up in the you know within the police like are yeah. these cases similar. maybe similar yeah. wow but yeah i think so but they still couldn't find who the attacker is um oh yeah and we have another reason or like another trigger in this case so he says that uh, before this he was Can at I... home yeah oh wait okay hold on oh wait yes i want to say uh so he had a fight with his wife um i don't know okay no, I, I was think... just thinking like he was at home and then he had like a fight or something with his wife or something like a it's not disagreement impossible. and then yeah then this triggered him to go out and find a woman who was a bit I don't know, older, because she's older, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, that mm -hmm. was my... I mean, sounds logical. Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, well, all I found is that he was... What was he doing? He was watching, watching TV. TV. Yes, he was watching TV. <laughs> he was watching this, like, Hungarian TV series where there was a man who was violent with a woman. I don't know if these things were really, like, that significant or he just tried to, like, give this an explanation. But, yeah, that again triggered him, and then he was like, I cannot, you know, resist the urge to... I mean, it's someone. like addiction. Yeah. Mm. If, if you have alcoholism and you see a picture of a glass of wine, mm. you get triggered and you're like, mm. I must go to Alco, uh, the alcohol store yeah. in Finland. Mm. And yeah. you want any like, alcohol over 5.5 or what is the alcohol percentage? Oh, but are like they going to raise yeah. it now? Oh, yeah. True. They might, but I don't know. Yeah. Not decided yet. But like, of course, if you have this like addiction or like urge, urge yeah. of something, things related to that will trigger it it's mm. i would assume yeah like i have no knowledge of psychology mm, yeah. but i assume that's how yeah, it yeah. works i mean yeah it does make sense uh yeah and it's also easy to go into this like 
oh, so it was the movies or like violence in movies that, you know, makes people do this. But of course, I think it's a different discourse to say that violence in movies makes people violent than if you already have kind of insane mindset that it kind of just, it's not like pictures of alcohol make people alcoholists. But if you are already, if you have an alcohol problem, they will be an issue for you or might be. So yeah, maybe people have like different, you know, reasons, but for this guy, it might have been not the same reason as what we have. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this was in 64. And then the next year, so almost a year later, almost exactly a year later, on uh, March 20th, 1965, he, he is like working, he's washing his uh, work truck at a gas station and no, no movies or nothing like that this time. He's approached by a 14-year-old girl who they, they, they kind of vaguely know each other, I think, like not very much, but kind of. She asks him to give, give her a ride. So it's again a story like that. I'm also questioning whether they're actually asking or he's like, hey, do you want a ride? Could be. In my yeah. mind, I'm just thinking like yeah. he's, he's kind of like denying plus like. But I think I feel like this was also in the evening and she needed a ride he was like oh i kind of know that guy and i know that he's like you know probably harmless i'm just gonna yeah because he's a bit him. awkward and quiet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever yeah uh, so he says sure i'll give you a ride and then on the way like in the car he what does he do he takes a detour and then he basically does his usual mo so i'm not gonna you know go through all the details again, but then he also ends up uh, throwing her body into the river. She ends up dead, yeah. Uh, and then I later found, actually, I found it yesterday, this detail, that he was, um, well, he was not necessarily a suspect, but he was interviewed as a witness in this case after her body was found. He inserted himself into the murder investigation. Uh, I don't know, like, he, they interviewed him for some reason. Yeah, I'm just like... Th- or like, th- you're just, that just a theory. Maybe, or yeah. did someone see them at the gas station? Maybe it was something, then... I feel like it was something like that, that they saw him around. Because he doesn't seem like a super confident guy, so I would say that like, he's not like the Bundy type of dude, mm, where yeah, he's going no. to be like, oh, so you cops, like befriend cops or something, and mm-hmm. be like, so, yeah the murder investigation going and try to like kind of yeah insert himself but yeah and it seems more like maybe someone actually saw them at the gas station i think so yeah together and i think some of the investigators maybe thought that yeah it's a likely suspect and then mm-hmm. but then in the end uh so uh, so i think maybe some of the investigators thought that he's a likely suspect and then others were i don't know they it just seemed to be they didn't want to like maybe complicate the case they yeah. were like oh this is a suicide yeah. And anyways, like, what would a married, like, family man want from a 14-year-old girl? And we already, yeah, exactly, because, yeah. yeah, there's no, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And then also we don't want to get the other guy who's been in prison now for how many years yeah. for the crime for the first one. And yeah. then these ones aren't tied together because they're, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so this was in 65, and then now we finally get to the last murder which was in uh, 67, it was on June 18th. Um, and this was the, yeah, <laughs> and this was the, the murder that actually led to his arrest. So uh, a lot of interesting, like sort of escalations or like, yeah, in this case, 
because uh, this time he was waiting by the train station next to the shoe factory warehouse mm -hmm. in uh, Mortbu, and he was waiting for. Uh, he was there with his work truck, and he was waiting for twenty-eight-year-old Darius Penzash, who they they agreed, I think, the day before her and Kovac that he will give her a ride home after work. So this was like mm -hmm. not a random thing. Uh, they had this agreement and um, uh, on the way home, you know, usual thing. He takes a detour, he attacks her. And uh, yeah, there are a lot of escalations in his behavior in this one, because one thing um, is that he, like he's definitely more planned because he, I think maybe already knew what he was gonna do when, when they agreed. On he already knew his victim the, the day before. Yeah, yeah. And he was also more careless because when they agreed with Therese that, she, uh, that he will give her a ride, um, his brother-in-law was there. So there was a witness. So mm -hmm. it was not like, you know, some other people knew yeah. that yeah. they were meeting up. I was also up. even thinking that was careless on his part to plan ahead of time because, like, tells her the day before. I'm just imagining, like, if I would plan to grab a ride with somebody i would tell my parents if i'm a young woman or something mm -hmm. or whoever i'm living with at that point like hey by the way i'll be home around this time because i'm going to be grabbing a ride from yeah. this guy because i'll be home a bit earlier because i'm not walking or something yeah you know? i think maybe her uh, husband knew about it she was married uh, yeah so or i don't know but it was not a secret like other exactly yeah. yeah so i find that is very yeah see on his yeah part. it is but then, and yeah. yeah i mean yeah, but it, it, it does happen, right? Like mm -hmm. they get maybe a bit too cocky. They think that, oh, I got away with all of these murders. I don't need to be. Yeah, I'm always questioning this because I always feel like maybe even that, do they, some part of them even wants to get caught? I don't know. Mm -hmm. So they can talk about all these experiences. Yeah. It does maybe. have a comment about this Yeah, because I just yeah. feel like a lot of them, they, they have pride in their work. And then what's the worst thing that they could do is just keep it a secret. You can only keep it kind of contained for so long. And just like this kind of like, ah, I am the, the master painter of this, you know, this, this canvas and whatever. And I'm not able to tell anybody like that's like, unless if you're kind of a narcissist and a lot of these guys tend to be, mm -hmm. that's like the worst thing to keep your. I don't know if he was, I mean, in, in some way, yes. Cause yeah. like based on just, you know, the fact the that he was so happy to... and that type yeah. of thing, but like. I don't know. And also the interviews that he talks about these, like, yeah. things so gladly, kind of. Yeah, like, he's openly. like, I'm, I'm an interesting fellow. Like, maybe he just wanted to be, a, yeah, something special. Because mm -hmm. he sounds like a mm. kind of a not Joe very special guy. kind of, yeah. very, I don't know, not special in any case. So anything to make him special, he mm -hmm. wants to talk about and wants to share. And I don't know. Yeah. And also after the arrest, he, he does admit that he could feel at this point that he might be caught soon, uh, but he just couldn't stop himself. So, yeah, I don't know if that means that he wanted to be caught, but he had this feeling that it might happen. Another interesting thing that I wanted to add that in this case, after the strangulation, he also mutilated her body, and he does say that it aroused him even more. So the same thing with the cats then? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go into details about the mutilation? I even have a photo. If you want to see, but I don't know. We're definitely not going to post it anywhere. I mean, I'm the type of person, see. kind of like uh, Georgia from My Favorite Murder. Like, I kind of need to see the photos because it's kind of like photo. a. I, I only know. found this photo in one, like, really, like, a, one article in this, like, 
not the oh. most reputable like online so it might not even be her okay great i think it's it's i'm pretty sure it's okay. her because i just i don't know i feel like it's kind of this um almost plain like homage to their worst time you know like it's kind of almost a i don't know how to explain it but just yeah you feel like you need you kind of owe them something to like you're talking about them and like they put were put through this horrible time that you kind of need to also put that upon yourself to mm -hmm. feel also equally yeah. is like shitty and just kind of like i mean i also um yeah, yeah. like wanted to like yeah, i don't yeah. mind seeing like crime scene photos and things yeah. like that it's uh yeah it's not usually it's not in the book for instance and it's mm -hmm. not in any of the article like any other article that yeah I, see. I mean i'm not wanting to see it just like yeah show me the dead sure. body but more just like it's not it's... even her whole body but do you want to see it i yeah. can show petra Let's uh, let's put it this way, so not all the other people. Oh yeah, yeah, all the, the people photo. in Odi can see. <laughs> he ended up being arrested after this one, luckily. Um, so how? And I did that happen? yeah, how did that happen? So um, so in this case, as I said, there was actually some physical evidence. Uh, so he, the he also in this case he threw the victim's body into the river from a bridge, and. Um, at the, the same bridge, the police later found some blood and some tissue evidence, and they also found some shards of glass. Mm. Uh, they found her body about seven kilometers from the bridge, like uh, away from the bridge, like down the river. And there's about 1.6 kilometers to a mile, so people yeah. can do the maths. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, convert it for yourself. I don't know. Uh, okay, yes. So that's where they found her body, and uh, because this bridge... Uh, and where her body was found, but already the bridge was too far from the fa factory, like it was not walking distance. They figured that she got a ride from someone and um, probably the person who gave her a ride must be the murderer, but they didn't know who, mm -hmm. who this was. So it wasn't like, it didn't come out immediately that this was the guy who gave her a ride. Mm -hmm. um, so they found these shards of glass and they did some lab examinations and this uh, found that the glass is like a type of security glass that's used in cars. And they also found the same type of glass under her fingernails. Mm. Um, and then because they suspected that the last uh, murder, last three murder cases might be connected just based on the fact that all the women were uh, shoe factory workers. So they thought that, you know, there might be some connection because of that. They uh, finally identified that... Um, they started looking more into the shoe factory and they found out that there's this delivery company where he was working yeah. at, which was delivering for the shoe factory. And uh, their trucks have the exact same type of security glass than the, the glass that they found. And then after this, it was pr like pretty, pretty quickly after this, they found that uh, one of these work trucks always stayed with uh, their employee after work. So he always took this truck home. And uh, the window of the same car or the same truck was broken the day before the murder because there mm -hmm. was some, like the brake was faulty or something. So there was this accident, the window broke and they cleaned out some of the glass from the car. So they actually like matched the glass from yeah. with the one that they found on the bridge. And I think the next day, like after the murder, they took the car to be repaired or whatever. And then they actually found this like his work truck they went there they found some blood in there so it's not like he was a mastermind he didn't no, really like cover his tracks or... no no yeah. so he also they also found blood in the car and then from there it was not very difficult to figure out that that kovac was the driver and he was arrested for murder 
But did he like immediately? No, I didn't do it. I think like... he tried to give an alibi, like his wife, like he convinced his wife to give him an alibi. So that gave him like a little bit of time, but then that was like dismissed pretty quickly. It couldn't be confirmed. And I mean, it was like really kind of straightforward at that point that it was him. I mean, from the one that they interviewed, the 14-year-old, I would automatically assume that they would have just kind of like, okay, so let's ask the husband the of the latest victim who gave her a ride home. Do you know? Okay, this mm -hmm. Peter guy. And then, okay, hmm, we also interviewed him for that 14-year-old giving I a ride. I think they probably, like, realized that, you yeah, know, like, he yeah. was already, like, related yeah. to one of these other cases. And then, of course, then the delivery yeah. truck. But, hey, uh, dare I point out that I did say that he would have been around, like, just seeing random people, like, maybe not knowing them. Okay, he did know mm -hmm. a lot of them. But, yeah, like... but he did know some of them. And he just, like, knew the area. Like, yeah, just yeah, the yeah. fact that he was a driver, he... Yeah. So I was like, he had the opportunity to like look at them. Like that's what mm -hmm. I was like trying to be like. He had this opportunity to be around the women and kind of like survey and then kind and of. And that's like, what he did. And that yeah. was his thing, anyways. Yeah, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. So during the interrogation, apparently he was not always very cooperative. He was like kind of like sensitive and often got offended. And apparently he was also bothered by the presence of the stenographer which mm -hmm. I didn't know what it is, but it's like uh, a person who's kind of typing, typing down the notes. Yeah, yeah the notes. Because yeah. they didn't have a voice recorder. They probably, or I'm guessing they didn't have, they were just literally like a court stenographer would type out the yeah. court notes. And yeah, stuff, and so. it was a woman. So yeah. that's why yeah. he was he was like bothered by yeah. her oh, presence. Yeah, cover your ears. I don't want to tell you this. Or yeah. was he kind of like that? I think or... he was uncomfortable that there was a woman oh, in the house. I don't know, just the presence. Maybe he was getting woman. a boner underneath the table, like I don't describing know. his deeds, and then. But apparently, a lot of the like during the, like when he was giving his confession, he they couldn't always like record it this way because he, I don't, maybe I don't know what they ended up doing, but yeah, and apparently he also tried to play the insanity card like yeah. during the trial, but he did it really poorly, so no I one mean, actually he believed that he already had poor planning and stuff like multiple sure. times of like premeditation. Yeah, that didn't so, work, but yeah. he tried, but apparently it was a pathetic attempt. So, uh, yeah, so then, so this was like the last murder was in '67, and then finally in '68 he was sentenced to death, and in the same year, on the first of December, he was also executed. And yeah, that's his story. And the first guy, Janusz Kiriak, he was eventually, I think when they were, like when they finally made the connection between the, the five cases, like the, the mm -hmm. ones in the 60s, they didn't immediately connect that first one to mm -hmm. this. So it took a while yeah. until he actually got out of prison. And then he also didn't have a super happy life after that. So he, uh, he ended up dying. Settlement from the Hungarian I think he, he did get and... a big settlement, but he was like totally depressed, and uh, he ended up dying a few years later. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so this is the story. Um, yeah, I think like a lot of lot of it is pretty, you know, like as I said before, like textbook serial killer mm -hmm. type of yeah. story, and uh, like, well, this wasn't focused on the police work. But this is just kind of this classical example, especially in the kind of those ages, like back in the days, in the sense that female women getting randomly killed is not kind of cutting enough, enough you know, 
policies. Like, yeah. oh, well, too bad. Like, I, I just felt, of course, it was the technology of that era, so there wasn't DNA uh, yeah. stuff and that kind of things. But still, I got the feeling of like, okay, could you have investigated a little bit more? Mm -hmm. Maybe he would have been caught a bit earlier. Yeah, I don't know how accurate the story is in the movie that I mentioned. There, it does focus on the police work. Of course, that might be like totally fiction. It does seem like they're they're trying and. And I also read later on that there were some, like, at least one investigator who did think that this is a serial killer and then these cases are connected. But, like, overall, they just, you know, didn't want to have this problem. And I think because they thought they solved the first case uh, early on, this was just like, no, we can't have, like, this is just, they were in denial. They were just thinking that this is just not something that happens in mm -hmm. in this town. It's not a normal thing, and it, it never and it happens isn't. in any town. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Only in those big cities like Budapest. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, these these women were all workers, mm -hmm. so not like significant persons mm -hmm. in that sense. So I think that also affects yeah. too. Like, if it's a famous person. Sure, there's, there's more pressure more, yeah. for the yeah. police to investigate. Yes. But I just feel like when the 14 year old, yeah. like that's that's a minor yeah. that like when a kid is murdered, it usually gets more like pressure on the police. But I wonder what was the how was the media uh, handling this back yeah, in the also time? Also thinking like with the what, what were her parents saying? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, she was a bit depressed. I mean, depression wasn't really a big thing to say back in the 60s anyway. So, like, yeah, yeah she had a bit of melancholia or I don't know what the fuck they would say, but just, yeah, I she know. had it coming Teenager, or something. Like, it wasn't a surprise that she would kill herself or something. I yeah, I don't know. The Yeah, so in the, the book that and then the other, like, resources that I found, there was, like, really not much about the investigation so it was really like mostly focused on uh Kovac and like his life and his motives and like whatever he um yeah whatever he said in the interviews but that would be interesting to know I can also you know just look into it a bit more see if yeah. we find any explanations for this or why the investigation was so unsuccessful because yeah. it took them like overall 10 years to solve this yeah. case and even if we take out the first one or the one that we think is the first one mm. It's still five years. Yeah. I, yeah, there's something a bit... I feel like he is kind of skirting the truth a bit. Like with the... We were talking about earlier with the motive and whatnot. I just feel mm -hmm. like there's something a bit missing. Like he just didn't want to tell the whole story. Kind of... If he didn't want to tell the whole story with a woman in the room, with a stenographer in the room, mm -hmm. and then he didn't want to tell the whole story to like uh, a male police officer too because of his past and molestation and you know this type of stuff so i i don't know yeah i feel like would you be able to fully get the full story from this guy yeah. probably not well his perspective at least yeah his, yeah what it, is his not... truth yeah yeah. His, yeah i think he didn't tell everything immediately uh and then later on when he was already in prison and there were mm. these like interviews with like some psychologists they yeah. he ended up like telling more yeah. or talking about it more mm. um yeah, yeah. Do we have anything else to say, or is that kind of it? Yeah, I think I didn't really have anything else. I did want to talk about this, like, like what I wanted to talk to you about the media stuff and like what you think about the mm -hmm. kind of his inspiration for movies. But we kind of like already covered yeah. that before. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
excuses. <laughs> yeah. excuses, excuses. I, I understand like the explanation of the situation yeah. that he has yeah. these urges and this yeah. well, in a way, insane mm. mind that gets triggered yeah. by these things. But it's totally random. Yeah. Like I just found it interesting that he realizes this. Mm. Right? Like he it kind of shows that he was not like completely unintelligent. Mm. No, which I'm I'm just wondering when this kind of realization happened. Was it after the fact when he had the psychologist telling him this? Or was it before? Did he have yes, this forethought and kind of this able to think about his situation? Because mm. be. then if he is able to think about a situation and be very um I don't know, like think of him from his perspective, then you'd think that he, maybe he's able to think of someone else's perspective and then be having empathy, which is then counterintuitive for mm -hmm. a serial killer. So I'm just like thinking, is this just his way to grasp on? Yeah, that's a good theory or that's a good like way to explain my insanity or something. I just. But it could be that he, yeah, realized this like more during the, like when he was talking to psychologists, but also it seems that. Um... He, because he does say that he he knew by the end that he might be caught, or like it mm. feels like sometimes that he doesn't want to do this, but he just can't help it. You yeah. know that he. Yeah, sure. I think you hear that. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. with this serial killer like stories. Voice killer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. yeah, that guy. Like I don't know if Petra knows. Uh, yeah, so I'm he's sure. like a serial killer in the states where he would murder someone, stab them, like, a lot, and then he'd call the. The, like police or whatever the dispatch yeah. like emergency services and i'm like i'm sorry i killed this person and you need to come and get i'm gonna do it again he was just like, crying but voice, also like crying this, like, childish, it, yeah um, with this really like right. oh, i'm a weepy voice person and like it was just yeah and, and then he would escape i mean he yeah run away he's like i need to be caught you need to catch me mm -hmm. and like just complete bullshit oh yeah oh my god that's okay. so creepy yeah it is yeah. Yeah. Did you guys like that impersonation? Well, yeah, yeah. It was, it was accurate. Know. Maybe I have to look up this. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but thank you. So what, what happened next week? Yeah, so Petra will be going, I guess, next yes, week. Yes, we give... will come. I will tell that we will come back to Finland yes. in our story. And it will include Nazi gold. Nazi gold? Wow. Okay. So it's like some Indiana Jones type shit up in this place. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Okay. 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 I'm 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 excited. I, I will try not to Google Nazi gold Finland yeah, no. murder. <laughs> and you shouldn't yes, either. Please, John. I guess we might put some hints in on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll put that even Nazi gold Finland or something. I, I mean, know. I don't know how many murders there are that in was Nazi gold yeah. in Finland. So, yeah. but this is not too famous case. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. So don't Google it. No yeah, don't Google, Google it. it. And there's yeah. probably not a lot of information in English anyway. So yeah, some shitty Google Translate things. Probably you have to wait doing. a week. Yeah, to hear it soon. Yeah, I could find one Reddit thread that was probably based on a Google mm. Translate, mm. but okay. Yeah, but that's it. Like no Wikipedia page, no nothing, and maybe one one like short podcast introduction mm. okay okay but yeah Intrigued. i guess uh yeah we'll catch you all next week and you can 
send us an email at translationmurderpodcast at gmail.com or gmail.com <laughs> or, or gmail.com yeah <laughs> Or you can also message us or follow us on Instagram at Translation Murder Podcast. And there are no spaces between any of that. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. See you Thank next you. week. Mm-hmm.